when it comes to the NFL and when it comes to rivalries, they don't make them any better than the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. A lot of people talk about the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people talk about the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But no two teams have met more than the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. As a matter of fact, last year was the first time that Green Bay actually took a lead in the series in quite some time. They currently have a three-game lead. They won both of the games last year. And they won the season opener versus the Chicago Bears. In 2016, of course, they were down two games in the series, and they finally tied it up in 2016. In 17, they took the lead. They even won with Brett Hundley back in November, November 12th, 2017. And again, I'll never forget when Green Bay was, I believe, five-and-a-half-point underdogs, and they came out and beat the Chicago Bears with, with Hundley as their quarterback and Mitchell Trubisky still in his rookie season and still figuring things out. This, of course, was a vastly different Chicago Bear team because John Fox was the coach. They were very conservative. They didn't have the playmakers they have now, such as Allen Robinson, such as Taylor Gabriel, such as Anthony Miller, such as Trey Burton. They did have Tariq Cohen, but I remember a lot of people being upset he only got two carries in that game. This is always a big matchup. You can throw the records out the window, as they say, when the Bears and Packers meet. This game is very significant for a number of reasons. One of those reasons is that the Chicago Bears, I'm sure, would love to clinch the NFC North, which they would if they beat the Green Bay Packers Sunday, December 16th. They would win the NFC North by beating... The Packers, a team that has had supreme dominance over them for 25-plus years. I imagine this would bring them extreme joy. It would be an, kind of that exclamation mark on their season and revenge for the Week 1 victory by the Packers when the Bears had a 20-0 lead. However, Green Bay, under new coach, or interim coach, I should say, Joe Philbin, are 5-7-1, and one, and they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Will they make them? I think that's going to be determined by this Sunday's game. The Green Bay Packers are shockingly 0-6 on the road, and what better place to get that first home victory than in Chicago? A place where Rodgers pointed out they have won eight games in a row, dating back to the 2010 NFC Championship game, which propelled Green Bay to the Super Bowl. Who could forget 2013? Rodgers DeCobb, 4th and 8, 4th and eight, to clinch the NFC North in a season where Rodgers got injured by Shea McClellan. Where is he these days? That's a great question. I know he's on the Patriots not too long ago. I'm not sure if he's still on that team or not, or if he's even still in the league. But there's been a lot of successful times for the Packers in Soldier Field. This time, however, it's going to be a lot harder. The Bears destroyed the Rams on Sunday night, held them to six points. The Rams averaged 35 points a game, so 
it didn't help that Jared Goff threw four interceptions in that game. However, if there is a team that could beat the Chicago Bears defense, it is Aaron Rodgers. He does not turn the ball over. He has one interception on the season against Buffalo. His only interception, which was, I believe it was tipped off Jimmy Graham's hands and in a couple other guys. So he, you know, he, he's had a couple, especially against Atlanta. I think two versus Deion Jones where he dropped it. One against Arizona that was dropped. So as they always say, there is a little bit of luck involved when it comes to this interception streak that Rodgers has had for himself. But it takes more than luck. It takes being smart, and um, he's had, I believe, 50 throwaways this season, so he's not going to make the Farvian mistake, and he's not going to put you in a bad position. On the Will Dean Tausch show, they were talking about this, which is a great show that I uh, listen to every day, or Monday through Friday, I should say, from 9 to 11 on ESPN Wisconsin that they would much rather have a quarterback who's not going to lose the game for you than someone like Favre, and they brought up a lot of the Favre interceptions that he's thrown that have cost them games. Um, three of them that they brought up, which I unfortunately remember, uh, the Rams in the playoffs when Favre had six interceptions, 2007 NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field, Favre threw the interception to Corey Webster, uh, the 4th and 26 game in overtime when he just threw it up and Brian Dawkins intercepted it. So Favre, he would lose games for the Packers that they were very much in. Rodgers, I don't believe, has ever been the reason that the Packers have lost a playoff game. Some might point to 2009 when they played the Arizona Cardinals and he, and he fumbled the ball and the Cardinals picked it up in overtime and won the game. However... In that game, there's a lot more going on to it than that. Because on that play, Rodgers was face-masked, and they missed a call, and turned out to be a huge missed call that cost the Packers a chance to go on to, to the next round, where they would have played, I believe, the New Orleans Saints, who, who won the Super Bowl that year. Of course, Green Bay used that as motivation and won the Super Bowl in 2010. So... Packers have looked different under Philbin, even though it's only been, you know, the sample size, as they like to say, has only been the one game against Atlanta, and Atlanta lost to the Cleveland Browns, who have the same record as the Packers, and Atlanta's had their woes, but I like to think Atlanta has a lot of firepower with um, Mohamed Sanu, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, but... This game, to me, is fascinating. To me, it's not as cut and dry as people would like this game to be. It's not just, oh, the Bears' defense is going to steamroll the Packers. The Packers have had... The schedule makers didn't do them any favors, I'll say. Because here, here's a big difference between the Packers and the Bears. And this is not making excuses. This is just stating facts. The Packers played Seattle in Seattle. The Bears played Seattle in Chicago. The Packers played New England in New England. The Bears played New England in Chicago, even though the Bears lost. They're only home loss. They're 6-1. and one. This is their final game at Soldier Field, regular season-wise. They'll probably host a playoff game there, because 
they're going to win the NFC North, whether it's this Sunday or 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 the following week or the, the last week of the season. You know, barring some sort of catastrophe, the Bears are going to win the NFC North. There's no... You know, Green Bay's been totally eliminated from that, and and the Vikings are hanging on by a very thin thread, which, after how bad they looked against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night and firing their offensive coordinator, uh, Joe DiFilippo, you know, Minnesota has proven that they just can't rely on their defense. They need something from their offense, which is why they paid Kirk Cousins the money they did. So... Also, when the Bears played the Rams, that was at Soldier Field. When the Packers played the Rams, guess what? That was in Los Angeles. So, when they played Minnesota earlier in the season, in November, which wasn't that too long ago, that was in Minnesota. Of course, they also played them at Lambeau, but a game they should have won, if not for the Clay Matthews phantom roughing the passer call. So, I still don't feel as though the Bears have been tested on the road. All of the really tough games that they've had to play have been at home. And that's helped them out and they've taken advantage of it. And you can only play those on your schedule, but still, it's something worth noting in my opinion that the Bears have had a lot of luck when it comes to the schedule, when it comes to injuries. Their injury report is practically non-existent. Um, Bryce Callahan's out for the year, but he's their third corner, which isn't a you know, it is a loss for the Bears, so they have to put in uh, McManus, but it's not as big of a loss as, say, the Packers losing Kevin King. Now, Brian Bulaga is doubtful for the game, so it will be Jason Spriggs, I imagine, going up against Khalil Mack, which is some, something I'm sure Khalil Mack is frothing at the mouth thinking over. You know, you know he's going up against the backup tackle. This is a game where we really could have used, where we really could use Brian Balaga. He's doubtful, unfortunately. Uh, Lane Taylor will be back. Uh, Justin McRae is going to take over for Byron Bell. Justin McRae was the starter at the beginning of the season, so that's not a huge deal. Lane Taylor's off the injury report list. Two injuries I'm tracking very closely are Kenny Clark and uh, Bashad Breland. Breland had a uh, close friend of his pass away, so he has not practiced this week, but they said it's not injury-related. They're just giving them time to deal with a personal matter. If you have Breland and Alexander, I like their chances against Trubisky. I think Breland will play, just uh, Petten has said it's a matter of how many snaps he'll get and how often they'll use him. Alexander, he's he was great in the first game, and I think he'll only be better in this game, now that he has some experience under his belt. Of course, we have Tremont Williams, Josh Jackson, Kentrell Bryce, Kentrell Bryce, Josh Jones. So the Packers, they got some guys in the secondary who, some are better than others. You know, Jair and uh, and Bashad have been very impressive, especially, you know, someone like uh, Bashad Breland coming in midseason having, and leading the team in interceptions with two. Alexander only has one. Um, Eddie Pleasant at safety. So it's nice to see the Packers have at least some viable guys in the secondary. It's not the banged-up unit they've been playing with for the 16 and 17 season. 
So they, if they can get some interception, some interceptions off Trubisky, that would go a long way towards a Packers victory. Running the ball, I would have, you know, at least 20 carries for Aaron Jones. Also getting involved in the passing game. Now is the time where, the, as they say, you have to empty out your cupboard. You got to let it all out there and just, and just go for it because the season's on the line. This is, as many people have said, the Packers Super Bowl. And I feel that way too, especially as a Packer fan in Illinois. I uh, can't imagine how much grief and how much flack and how much gruff I will receive if the Bears win this game. So I'm hoping and praying that Green Bay continues their success in Soldier Field, and it would be poetic for them to get their first home victory at Soldier Field. First First away victory, that is. Pardon me. They've lost one home game to the Arizona Cardinals. Let's not talk about that. But it would be monumental for Green Bay to win this game. Put them at 6-7-1, and, and maybe some other teams lose. And it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to make the playoffs. I don't think they will. I, I, I still have said that. But I think that... Uh, you know, Petten can cause young Trubisky some problems, and I hope he will. That's why I think Kenny Clark is so important in this game. You have to have Clark and Lowry up there, because if not, I can already, I can imagine that the game plan for Nagy is going to be to run the ball and not have Trubisky lose them the game. Rodgers, I don't anticipate any interceptions from him. A lot of the interceptions the Bears have received have been from players being under pressure and just throwing it up for grabs. Rodgers doesn't do that. The only way I could see him turning the ball over is some some forced fumbles. Maybe he gets hit and, and the ball gets stripped from him. Hopefully that's not the case. But hopefully he takes care of the ball both in passing and when he's rushed. Hopefully Aaron Jones has a good game. It's going to be uh, Justin McCray you know, facing off against... You know, Akeem Hicks, that's another matchup in the Bears' favor. So, everything's pointing the Bears' way. Bears are, are uh, let me check right now to see what they are as far as the favorites. I know it was six points at one juncture. I believe it went down to 5.5. And... Packers, Bears, what is the spread? 5.5. Sorry for that delay there. I just want to make sure I got that right. So, I think it will be a close game. And as they always say in the NFL, not to sound predictable, it's going to come down to turnovers. And the Packers have to get a few off Trubisky, and they have to make sure their special teams hold up. It's because special teams have cost Green Bay a lot of games. We need Mason Crosby to make all of his field goals because points are going to be at a premium versus the Chicago Bears. We need to see Marquez Valdez-Scantling show up. He's been absent for ever since, I feel like, the New England game. So it would be nice to see him show up and make some big plays. Equinemia St. Brown. Cobb seems like he's as healthy, knock on wood, as he's been all season. So I'd like to see something from Randall Cobb as well in the slot against Callahan. Devontae Adams, as many people have pointed out, no one can cover him one-on-one. -on -one. He needs to get a lot of a lot of receptions and a lot of balls thrown his way. So, you know, Spriggs needs to hold up. 
Justin McRae needs to hold up. Those, those would be two matchups to watch, as, as well as special teams and how Trubisky plays and the health of both Bashad Breland and of Kenny Clark. We need both those guys healthy. We need as many people as we can for this game. As I said, I'd run the ball, you know, get it out of the hands quickly. It, I'm not saying anything that people who watch football don't already know or that the pundits haven't already said, but football's a simple game. If you execute, as, you know, a word that the Packers like to use, you know, short, quick rhythm passes, running the ball, don't put Rodgers in, in precarious positions, I think they can win this game. That being said, I have to stick to my guns, unfortunately, and say that until the Packers have proven they can win a road game, I'm not going to pick them on the road. I think it's going to be Bears 21, Packers 17, and I think I'm going to be a very unhappy camper on Monday, on Monday December 17th. I want to be wrong. So far on predictions with this podcast, I believe I've been 1-2. and two. So I picked them to beat the, uh, the Cardinals. I was wrong about that. I picked them to lose to the Falcons. I was wrong about that. I, I did pick them to lose against Minnesota. I was right about that. I don't take any pleasure in being right about this, so... In the time of this podcast, I've been one and two with predictions. So let's get to 500 with my predictions at two and two. I got to sign off because I'm running out of time here with Podbean. As far as Monday's podcast, if there is not a podcast on Podbean or iTunes, look for it on YouTube. That is the place it will be. I'm not entirely sure whether I'll get my five hours back or how it's going to work with Podbean. So. If it is not, for some reason, on Podbean, I'm going to get this thing up on YouTube. That's what I'm in the process of working on this weekend. So again, if you don't see this podcast Monday on YouTube, on, ugh, on Podbean or on iTunes, look for it on YouTube. So that's the place that I'm going to have this podcast also as an alternative so I can make sure I get as much content with this podcast out as possible. I have to go. I'll talk to you on Monday, hopefully on Podbean, and also on iTunes, but if not, look for me on YouTube. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and go Pack Go. Pull off the upset. Let's do it.